Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Christopher sent me a note and Steve, check out the story. It's from Europe, but it's an interesting one because many countries in Europe and probably elsewhere will fine you for a traffic offense, not a flat rate. So in America, you get caught speeding. Doesn't matter who you are, you pay this one particular fine, right? In other places, they say, well, how much will that deter you from speeding if you are a trillionaire and we hit you with a $75 fine for speeding? So instead, they say, we're based a fine on your income. And we've heard some crazy stories out of countries where that's the case and people get hit with these gigantic fines for speeding like in their Lamborghinis uh, and they get a speeding ticket based on their income. That is the fine. So the boss of About You, which is apparently a website, was fined 80,000 euros for driving an electric scooter drunk. <laughs> this is happening in Germany. And so About You is a website, I guess, or business. I've never even heard of it before. The man is the CEO of it and co-founder of it. And uh, of course, uh, an electric scooter being driven drunk is an issue we could talk about because we've talked before about how although a lot of the traffic laws apply to people driving motor vehicles, automobiles, and so on, uh, they can get you for drunk driving on other things like lawn tractors or scooters. So driving an electric scooter while intoxicated is not only dangerous, it can also be prohibitively expensive. About You co-founder and CEO Tarek Mueller has already experienced this firsthand. Recently, the district court in Hamburg sentenced him to a fine of 80,000 euros. That is according to German media. German authorities are considering restrictions on the use of electric scooters. Stories like this don't help. However, Mueller is partly responsible for the penalty being so high. Here is the thing. He could have gotten off lighter, but he screwed up. This incident happened in November of last year when the man was stopped by the police and his alcohol test put him off the charts in terms of he was certainly intoxicated, according to the police. According to the news, he was initially ordered to pay a fine of 1,500 euros in 30 daily installments and was to give up his driver's license for 10 months. Now, that fine would seem trivial to somebody who's rich, right? The guy is a, a, a rich guy. So, of course, giving up his driver's license for 10 months may have been what inspired him to uh, take this up on appeal, but that's what he did. He decided to appeal this. Mueller filed an objection and said that he wanted to take this up on appeal. Um, so when they went up on appeal, they noticed that his name, Tarek Mueller, apparently there's a couple different guys named that, and he turns out to have been the wealthy one. And the trial court hadn't spotted that. So they had based the fine assuming he was just... Riffraff. They didn't realize that he was rich. <laughs> so, after About You went public a year ago, this man's fortune is estimated to be around 128 million euros. So, on appeal, the district court recalculated the amount of the penalty and decided that he must pay a fine instead of 80,000 euros for driving the e-scooter while intoxicated. The judge said, if I had fined Mueller 300 euros, he wouldn't have even noticed. And that's what the judge said when asked by the news about the change in the fine. And the story itself is actually rather short. There's a couple different versions of it out there. 
But in essence, the man goes before the court. They don't know who he is except his name, and nobody catches the fact that he's got money. And they say, okay, drunk driving on a scooter, pay 1,500 euros, and you lose your license for 10 months. Didn't like that, presumably didn't like the 10 months part. Appealed it, and somebody goes, oh, wait, is this the guy who co-founded that company about you, who's now worth 120 million euros? So on appeal, they say, oh, how about this? We'll recalculate the penalty <laughs> to 80,000 euros. And sometimes... You just got to leave it alone. You just, you got to walk away from it. Sometimes you just got to. And I was trying to think of examples of this where I've seen things happen, where somebody went up on appeal. And, and I thought of one, and I hope this translates, because it's, it's a little obscure, but there's no question it's the biggest thing that happened in the field of consumer protection law for a decade or two. And we have a statute on our books called the Michigan Consumer Protection Act. And the Supreme Court gutted it a couple of years ago to where it's basically useless now. But for a long period of time, there was a situation where if you sued a merchant under the act and you won, you could get your attorney fees and court costs paid as long as they were reasonable. And so the question always became, what was reasonable? Is reasonable based on how many hours of work the attorneys put in? And then you look and go, well, is it reasonable? And how do you define that? Or, or is it somehow tied to how much you recovered. So if I recover $500 and I'm forced to put in, you know, a thousand hours of attorney time, do I get all that paid when you're chasing a smaller amount? And so some of these things were not very clear and the statute didn't say. Statute just says if you sue under this act and you prevail, you get your attorney fees paid, reasonable attorney fees. And so I actually helped an attorney who worked on a case and went to trial on the case. And the case involved a defective car. It was not a pure lemon law case in that there were some things about the case didn't quite hit, but it was a Mag Moss case and a Consumer Protection Act case. Went to trial, jury came back in favor of the plaintiff and awarded the plaintiff a substantial amount of money for problems with the car. Car case. And the trial court said, well, we had a full-blown trial. Everything led up to trial. Plaintiff's counsel, what do you got? Plaintiff's counsel walks into court and lays out all the billing sheets and everything. They go through them on the record. And the judge goes, okay, I'm going to award this amount of money as attorney fees on top of the jury award to the plaintiff as part of a judgment. And there were a couple attorneys on the other side. One of the attorneys didn't like that outcome, did not like that outcome, and filed an appeal. And in Michigan, civil appeals uh, take quite some time. And this case got up to the Court of Appeals in Michigan, and um, they heard this case, and the argument from the defendants basically was that <clears throat> plaintiff did win the case, and they got a decent amount of money, but they could have gotten more, so the defense must have done something right on some level. Uh, and we'd like to see you strike down part of the jury award and also strike down some of those attorney fees because it just seems that not right that they can get those kind of fees on this kind of case. And um, Court of Appeals said no, and they, they denied the appeal. It ruled in favor of the plaintiff slash appellee and um, wrote a paragraph. And in the opinion, they wrote a paragraph that said, there are often cases where consumers don't get what they bargain for. And if it was hard for them to find attorneys to take these cases, 
the statute would become meaningless. Therefore, we have to award reasonable attorney fees to make it worthwhile for attorneys to take these cases so that attorneys are out there and consumers can find them and these cases become worthwhile for attorneys to pursue. And there's this block of language. It was one paragraph. I still remember the citation off the top of my head. And that one block of language was so beautiful. It was clearly a judge who stepped back and said, wait a second. If we don't grant the reasonable attorney fees as mandated by the statute, then attorneys won't take these cases. And then what will people do? But the, the, the one paragraph was so beautiful. It was so good. It, it, it summarized perfectly what the purpose of the statute was and why attorney fees had to be paid, reasonable attorney fees in these cases. And I can tell you right now that in my life, I have filed, I couldn't even begin to tell you how many forests got cleared by the paperwork I've filed. Out of necessity. I don't file thick stuff just for the fun of it. I'm talking about all the documents I've filed in 31 years of practicing law. And I can tell you that the language that appeared in more of my documents, other than the boilerplate from lawsuits, was that one paragraph out of the one case. And that was it. That was the case. That was the language. And there was a process in Michigan called case evaluation, where before a case went to trial, they'd send you in front of a panel of evaluators and you'd tell them what your case is about. And they would try to get the cases to settle. They would try to get the cases to settle. Sometimes it would work. Sometimes it wouldn't work. And you had to file a case evaluation summary, mediation summary. So you'd file the case evaluation summary and you lay out your case, and you lay out the case law that supports it, and you'd make a request for what you think your case is worth. I can tell you that for a period of about 18 or 20 years, every single case evaluation summary I filed had that block quote in it right before the section on attorney fees. The reason I'm telling you this right now, <laughs> I assure you there were people who ran at the attorney for the other side on that case and said, thanks a lot. <laughs> because before that case went up on appeal, defendants could always argue and say the plaintiff's attorneys are greedy. They're asking for too much money. They're not entitled to that. That's not reasonable to pay them all that money after a trial. Court of Appeal says, no, it's not unreasonable. And when they write the opinion and put the language in that explains it, I get to yank that language up, stick it in every single case evaluation summary I have going forward where I'm seeking attorney fees on a Consumer Protection Act case. And so it's the old careful what you wish for thing because they got that in front of the Court of Appeals and made their case and lost it. But they lost it in such a grand fashion that I thought of that case almost every single day <laughs> for the next few decades <laughs> until the Michigan Supreme Court screwed up the Consumer Protection Act. So... Uh, that's the old uh, win the battles, lose the war thing. But but it gets us back to, you know something, you lost, walk away. Because you could lose worse if you keep poking at this thing. So the boss of About You is fined 80,000 euros for driving an electric scooter drunk. But the kicker is that he'd originally been fined 1,500 and had apparently appealed that. And the court said, oh, wait, wait, you're the rich guy. How about 80,000 euros? So Christopher, thanks for sending it. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye.
Thank you for watching Leto's Law. Sometimes the questions are complicated and the answers are so simple.